0: Welcome, folks, to Brand of Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not through any agency or work of man, but by the grace of God alone. I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and today in Open Your Bibles, we continue with some introductory teaching of Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 2, verses 11 through 16. Now, in our last episode, for some context here, we looked at chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. In those verses, we learned a little more about Paul's early ministry, developing a relationship with the original apostles, and establishing his authority as a messenger of the gospel. We also learned of Paul's encounter with several Judaizers in Jerusalem. Now remember, Judaizers were Jews who had converted to Christianity, but still maintained that all Jewish law had to be met in addition to the gospel to gain righteousness before God. The example they quite often give is circumcision, and that was one of the big contentions with Paul. So the central theme of those verses that we looked at last week was the teaching of Christian liberty how all Christians are free from having to earn God's grace because of the redemptive work of Christ. We don't have to earn God's grace. He gives it freely from the sacrifice of his Holy Son. So in today's verses, we will see an illustration of that Christian liberty. So it's going to emphasize the freedom Christians have. We're going to see this in a in a confrontation between Paul and the Apostle Peter. Now, I would like you to bear in mind, though, that Paul is sharing this account with the Galatians for a particular reason. He's using it to assist them in maintaining the correct perspective of their faith. So, with that in mind, as you hear these verses, try to see the deeper meaning of Paul's dispute with Peter. So, here's Paul to the Galatians, chapter 2, beginning in verse 11. But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face, for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, Other believers, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy, and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. When I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles Follow the Jewish traditions. You and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. We have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by following the law. That's Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 16. So, let's look at the first few verses, verses 11 through 13. Now, in those, we're taught of Paul's confrontation with the Apostle Peter concerning some hypocritical conduct involving sharing meals with Gentiles and Jews. Seems pretty superficial. But Paul's most significant concern here is that the hypocrisy that's being showed was spreading rapidly. He expressed a a similar situation to the uh, the Galatians in chapter 1 on how quickly they moved towards a different teaching. So he's seen this happen before, and he's telling the Galatians, hey, this is a real significant thing, how quickly things can change with just a small deviation of our teaching and our perspective. So now, in verse 14, we're taught of Paul's urgency to confront Peter. He does so publicly. Now, he wants to do this before Peter's conduct causes too much damage to the church. It's already starting to spread. So on the surface, Paul addresses Peter's hypocrisy in in segregating Gentiles from Jews, essentially. Still, the more profound concern for Paul is how this conduct directly opposes the gospel. Paul says to Peter, you are a Jew and conduct yourself as a Gentile, but now you want the Gentiles to conduct themselves as Jews. This is a serious inconsistency, he's basically telling Peter. Now, in the last two verses of this set, verses 15 and 16, These are arguably two of the most significant verses in Paul's letter in total, because it speaks directly to God's plan of redemption based on His grace alone, which is an extremely significant and foundational part of all of Scripture, is redemption and how God offers that. So, Paul reminds Peter, look, we are both Jews and are privileged to have God's law by birth. Unlike the Gentiles, yet it has now been revealed to us that through the work of Christ, we are saved. And by no other means, he fulfilled the requirements of keeping the law for both the Jews and Gentiles. So any specific work from us to gain God's grace was unnecessary. And Peter's hypocrisy was unnecessary. So on the surface of this confrontation was a dispute over the company one keeps when sharing meals. Like I said, pretty superficial. But if we dive deeper here, and this is what Paul is always emphasizing, the gospel message, the issue then becomes, why is Paul sharing the encounter with the Galatians? Because it's a requirement for salvation. The justification is by faith alone, not by the law. It's a requirement that we understand that. Paul puts it very simply to Peter. He says, we know, this is verse 16, we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. Again, Galatians 2, 16. We need to note in our lives, folks, that not obeying the law, as Paul describes it, is synonymous with any work of man. He uses that multiple times throughout all of his letters in the New Testament. The law is a statement that parallels any, references any work of man in obtaining God's grace. In other words, our obedience to Christ is an expected response to his gift of salvation never the cause of it. I'll say that again. Our obedience to Christ is an expected response to his gift of salvation, never the cause of it. This is the gospel Peter and Paul preached. Peter just needed a reminder. As we all do from time to time, it is human nature to want to always add something to what God has already done. We humans are pretty arrogant that way. Our arrogance is the cause of pretty much all the disputes in the church and have that have erupted over the last 2,000 years. It's arrogance, pride. This is why it is best for believers to constantly reflect on the what we call the five solas, which came out of the 16th century Reformation. To keep a proper perspective vertically, not horizontally. We look up, not around. The five Solas say this, they are Sola Scriptura, Sola Gracia, Sola Fide, Sola Christos, Sola Deo Gloria. These are the biblical truths that essentially say, through scripture alone, Sola Scriptura, we are taught that God's redemption of man comes by his grace alone, Sola Gracia through our faith alone, sola fide, in Christ alone, sola Christos. And probably the most important part for us all to remember and keep our perspective vertically is that this is all to the glory of God alone, sola de gloria. Thank you for listening, folks, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you and give you peace. Next up on Open Your Bibles, we will continue with Paul's letter to the Galatians in chapter 2, verses 17 through 21, as we are taught to die to self and to live to Christ. God bless you all and remember the Bible cannot mean anything today different than when it meant then.